Hey, what's up, everybody? This is indeed the E-Man, chilling like a villain, singing like Bob Dylan, keep it on the low with some double stuff. Oreos. And right now, let me tell you, man, everybody who knows me knows that I love movies. Movies are my bread and butter. Movies are my jam. And um, this gentleman that I'm about to talk to right now happens to be one of the best movie reviewers on YouTube at the moment. And I'm going to tell you something, man. He is crazy knowledgeable about movies and the things that I love when we both share that passion. So I'm going to introduce the professional couch potato, the yes. phantom of flannel. Oh, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Joyce, host of Movies and Munchies and the best thing we have watched this week. How are you doing today? I am great. And I am totally stealing the phantom of flannel. That <laughs> is spectacular. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. Oh, no, I'm good, though. Thank you. Thanks for inviting Absolutely. me on. Absolutely. You know, I'm trying, I try, look, I have a flannel shirt just like that one, and nice. I cannot find it. So this is the best that I can do right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, yeah, but um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. This is just fantastic, man. Um, Like with all of my interviews, I always, uh, well, I, I like to start with a moment of silence. Uh, of course, recently we lost um David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And um, that's the most recent person. So I wanted to give a, a moment of silence for him at the right now. I appreciate that. Um, now with David Crosby, I, I don't I'm not familiar with a lot of his music, but um, he sung background for Hootie and the Blowfish Hold My Hand. Uh, he had some background vocals in it and I can clearly hear him. What's up? What's some of the music that you remember of his? Oh gosh, well, I see. I'm not a huge Crosby, Stills and Nash fan either. So I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I couldn't even name a song off the top. Now, I probably I will recognize a lot of the songs. Okay, but yeah. To, but to name them, yeah, I just I don't know. Well, but he, uh, from what I understand, I, he was a great musician. I just wanted to give that um, moment of silence for him. So, um, you know, every hero has an origin story. You know, and you know. I wanted to know what's your origin story? What was your childhood like? Oh, wow. Okay. So um, let's see. I grew up in a pretty strict religious home. Um, mm. I was uh, very good at school, at academics, uh, but then also pressured to do even better, um, which then affected me later in life where I just didn't want to do um, as much academics. Um, still though, uh, let's see, I don't know. Uh, I have a, a younger brother, um, parents that were together until one of them died and, um, which, uh, you know, thank you. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's, I mean, it, it decades ago, so it's not a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I played sports a little bit growing up. I am not a sports guy now at all, uh, other than maybe watching X Games or something like that. Uh, right. I like you know motorcycles and stuff. Um, I because it was kind of a strict house. We didn't watch a lot of television or movies, or at least I was very. It was very tempered in what I could watch. Um, uh, we, you know, as I got a little older into like late elementary school into junior high and then even into high school, well, high school that changed anyway, but uh, like middle school and stuff, I would um, get 
sneak movies when I go over to friend's house or anything like that. Um, you know, and so that that definitely affected my uh, my viewing habits because it was very narrow at first. Yeah. And so it was very it was very sheltered. And then once um, late junior high into high school, I started really expanding, getting into indie movies um, and just kind of, you know, stretching my own legs and trying to figure out what I liked uh, as far as entertainment. Um, it's funny, though, like, you know, I say that my house was um, strict. So we would watch, I mean, like the typical things that we would watch on TV were like TGIF, that stuff, yes. um, you know, ALF. But then I full on watched um, Twin Peaks, which made no sense. Like now <laughs> thinking about that, that the, the theme of that show is so right. wild and twisted and completely opposite from what was normally. And I think that was just because my parents were interested in it. So I got to tag along with that. Nice. Um, yeah, but um, now, I mean, I've... Um, I work a full-time job. I am married, been married for 26 years. We have Congratulations, two, it's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we have two um, adult sons, which is awesome. One of them is married. And, um, you know, so I started YouTube uh, five, five-ish years ago, uh, oh, wow. just because I wanted to, um, I've always, well, I've loved movies for a really long time. And my wife and I, we, we discuss things back and forth we ruined the way we watch movies a long time ago because we just started diving into all of the nuances and the hidden messages and what you know what the director or what the story was trying to say uh and love it i mean that's i just i love that because nothing is done on accident within a movie because they're just too expensive and you know the story has a purpose hopefully uh <laughs> at least there's an intention there um and I wanted to wanted to do something else. And I wanted to hopefully not have to work, you know, the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted something that could become maybe a financial feasible type of thing, you know, and I could retire from regular work and then just sit around and watch movies and talk about them. And maybe that would allow me to uh, support, you know, what, support the family that is not even close to being a reality yet but that's okay i still have fun that's all that's all that matters i've asked this question before to um actors um before and i and i think it's very it's a very important question because um i remember my real first true movie going experience I mean, I was pretty much like you were. I wasn't, I was pretty sheltered. Going to movies was a real luxury. We didn't do it often. I remember um, watching uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The only reason I watched that movie is because of the word of mouth of it. And I knew Harrison Ford was Han Solo. So I was a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> and when I tell you at eight years old, that, mo that movie, and I, I never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, that movie blew my mind. I felt guilty because it's like, ah, should, should, I, should I be watching this? But like the moment where Mola Ram takes that, takes his hand and goes inside of the guy's chest, I was like, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> but it was great. I mean, it, it, to this day, I know Spielberg doesn't love that movie, but to this day, it's my favorite Indiana Jones um, mm -hmm. film. Grown to love, love Last Crusade, because at first I didn't like it as a kid, but I love it now. Um, so I ask you, what movie what movie totally knocked your socks off to where you like oh my gosh this is great oh wow um you know it is funny that my the movie that i remember 
going to or seeing first. Now, it may not actually be that way. It may be out of order chronologically, but the one that that I think impacted me was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, wow. Like, okay. Yeah, no, seriously. Like it was, um, we were on a family vacation and um, my grandparents and my parents, and I think maybe even my cousins were there and stuff. And we we just went to the movies and and saw that. And I remember so vividly so much of that you know i mean there's the adventure of trying yeah. to find something and digging and everything but there's so many just moments that stick in my mind where i mean he, he puts the staff in and the light shines through you know and it, it slowly illuminates um yeah. the fight that um harrison ford has with that giant nazi who then gets um <clears throat> beat up by the propeller like it's like oh that was yeah you know they don't show it but they show the aftermath and you're like oh my gosh right um and then the face is melting i mean come on you know right. the whole thing it was yeah th that was uh like i loved it and um while i think for me last crusade is probably my favorite out of them so far mm. um I could watch all three at any time. I'm not a fan of Crystal Skull at all. <laughs> no, we don't um, mention that. Yeah, yeah, we're just that's not even <laughs> canon. Sense. We're just gonna set that over there. Right. Um but yeah, I um trying to think if there's any other movies that really I mean, I remember seeing E.T. in the theater oh, yeah. also, and that um, you know, having a good time. And we used to have these theaters near us that were uh they were domes. And okay. so they, they held probably, I don't know, four or 500 people. I mean, oh, wow. it was, they were monstrous and the screens, not all of the screens were huge. Um, some of the domes were split up into like three or four different areas, but there were one or two that, that the dome was the theater. And so you had this monster sized screen. Um, that's where I saw Saving Private Ryan, which was, oh wow you know, um, but I saw ET there. And I remember just, you know, it's the whole adventure thing again as a kid. Yeah. Um, just like just like Goonies is or anything like that, where it just it taps into your imagination of what if. Yes. And I could begin to put myself into that fantasy there and just yeah. go along with the characters. And I think that's what really um connected me to the stories. Right. Absolutely, man. Like I I I when you, you mentioned Goonies and it's so gratifying. Like I I'm not I didn't get a chance to watch the Golden Globes, but I, I stood up all night watching all of the acceptance speeches. And so, you know, Ki Hu Kwan, you know, who played Short Round, won, you know, for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was fantastic. Yes. Um, I, I, I listened to his acceptance speech over and over again because his story is so inspirational. Now, I knew he I knew that was the actor from Indiana Jones that that was in that movie, but it didn't really come full circle until he was on that stage and accepting that award and like, wow, he, he's been dormant for like 25 years and he's won this award for this movie. Well deserved, by the way, because mm -hmm. I watched that movie twice in the movie theater and I'm telling you, like, so good movie was fantastic so it's really gratifying to see him, you know, have the you know, having this his um, resurgence in his career now. So yeah, um, and 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 like I said, with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, as a kid, I was kind of seeing things through his eyes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when he was scared, I was scared. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, so so shout out to Key uh, if he ever listens or watches this. I just hey, if you want to be on the show, let me know. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what absolutely. a score that'd be! <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I, I, yeah. Um, 
even Corey Feldman's having a resurgence too. He was recently on the Drew Barrymore show and I'm, I'm so happy to see, you know, see, you know, he's had a, had a hard time and, and, yeah. and is now, now, you know, he's seemed to having this resurgence with, um, seems like Jordan Peele is supporting him, um, and oh, cool. his stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so origin story again, what inspired you to do movies and munchies? I love your intro. It's very colorful. It's, I, I love it. So what, where, where did that all, how did that all come about? Thanks. Well, um, I used to work in radio and so I was, re I would help, um, one of our DJs do these movie reviews on video and I would edit them for him and everything else. And I really, I kick myself now because I should have gotten in front of the camera after I, he did his and then do my own and then start my YouTube channel much earlier. Um, yes. But I would just, because I love movies so much and I love talking, I thought, you know what, this would be kind of, this might be fun at one point. And I had originally thought I was going to do short attention span movie reviews where I was mm -hmm. going to give myself 60 seconds. And if I was in the middle of a sentence, the video would stop. It wouldn't matter. I would have to just try and get out as much as I could in 60 seconds. I love that idea still, but YouTube to become monetized and everything, they changed the rules. And so you had to have like 4,000 watch hours in a month or something right. like that. I don't remember what, in a, in a period of time. And the thought before I even, as I was researching, hopping on YouTube and doing this, it was like, Okay, so if I do one minute videos, that's going to take forever for me to try and get the the amount of watch hours that I need to even just become monetized, let alone have it make any type of profit or anything else. Um, so I thought, well, okay, so let me just brainstorm. And so I just wrote down all of these types of names for the channel. And yeah. um, I, I think back also to I had had a conversation at one point where I had asked somebody that I was interviewing for a job, what if money was no object, what would their ideal job be? Because it gives you, you know, gives you some insight into what they hold is valuable or what they like yes. or anything else. Well, so I answered the question for myself. And my my answer was a snack food taste testing movie reviewer. And so that had also stuck with me, you know, and I, um, so as I'm going through all the, just the names that I wrote down of what I wanted to do, I landed on movies and munchies. And when I first started out, I set up a camera in my kitchen and I made some food and that is not sustainable. That is so difficult to do. I mean, my <laughs> wife was like, you got to clear the lights out of here. We can't, we can't even cook dinner. You know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it just, and it took forever to do for such a short little video. Yeah. And so I just, I, I morphed that, you know what I mean? I figured, okay, now I'll just, if I come across snack foods that I find interesting, whether or not they're good, that, that remains to be seen. But if I find them interesting or they're new to me or something else, then I try and bring light to them. Um, I have not been sponsored by anybody. Um, I have been given some food at one point, and oh, but nice. I gave an honest review for that. Yeah, that was really nice. I got jerky out of it. And then I taught as I was talking about it, I, I had mentioned like, oh, yeah, I like these, but I really like the spicier better. And like a week later, I got a pack of spicy ones in the mail. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Thank you. You know, nice. um, I, I yeah, <laughs> it was great. So it's it really comes down to I mean, movies and munchies is because I love movies. And I don't know anybody that doesn't eat some sort of snack at some point while they're watching content, right? You know, Absolutely, you go to the movie yeah. theater and you, you you have all your snacks and it costs you an arm and a leg. Uh, you're sitting on the couch and you're raiding the refrigerator as you do it. Um, you know, any of that. And so if I can provide just a little bit of entertainment within there and maybe something that intrigues you at some point to buy, 
awesome. Um, you know, I think most people have said they like it when I have things that I don't enjoy or that make me gag because that makes them laugh. And I'm like, oh, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad it made you laugh. It almost made me throw up. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> nice. but it's, yeah, it's fun. You know, I was, um, I was, li I, I listen to podcasts a lot. And one of my favorite podcasts is, um, <clears throat> life is short. Um, with Justin Long, Justin Long, you know, the actor, mm -hmm. and he had Leonard Moulton on there, the, wow. um, the reviewer. And I, I totally forgot, like Leonard Moulton used to be on entertainment tonight <clears throat> and he had these really short segments. And what I liked about Leonard Moulton, which is something that they acknowledged in, in the interview was he was never mean spirited. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He always gave his honest review, but he, he was never mean spirited. And that it kind of reminds me of you because like you I've, I've, I've watched a lot of your reviews and you just tell your truth, you know, and I can really I really can appreciate that, man. I really do. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't like to be mean. I mean, that's not that doesn't help anybody. You know what I mean? And even to trash on a movie like yeah. I feel bad about that. I always try and find something that even if the movie is poo. I mean, and I'll tell you the movie's poo, you know, but if there's something in there that is a, that is standout or that, I, you know, even if the movie just had potential, like if the story like, oh, my gosh, the idea was really good. It just was yeah, terrible yeah. in the execution. Um, yeah, because I don't want to I mean, a lot of people put their blood, sweat and tears into this thing, you know, and uh, yes, yes. And it, it takes it takes effort and it takes courage to even do that to just create this thing and then to put it out in the world for somebody else to see. And yeah. so you have to acknowledge that, okay, Hey, they tried, they swung for the fences. They may have missed and it may have just been terrible, but a lot of people start out and their stuff at the beginning is horrendous. And mm -hmm. then they find their groove and they get, they get better and they improve. And then all of a sudden they, you know, their stuff is decent. I mean, good Lord. If I look back at my, my early videos, Oh, oh, wow. It was a really loud car drives by, but uh, cringeworthy. I mean, terrible, terrible, terrible. The, the reviews are, they're not even reviews. I don't even know what I'm doing. It, it's stupid. And so you like, you try and maintain, I try and maintain that mindset at least of like, <laughs> this is tough sometimes, you know, yeah. and you gotta, okay, go for it. And, and I mean, who does it help if I'm mean to somebody that doesn't help anybody ever. And so Absolutely, you don't want yeah. that. You want to just be happy, let people, you know, have some fun because at the end of the day, also, I'm not saving any lives doing this. I, I might be saving you a little bit of money, but I'm not saving any type of lives. What I do is unimportant in the grand scheme of life. And so, hmm. yeah, let's just have some fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you, man, because like, <clears throat> It actually it leads to a question I had later, but I'm going to ask it now. I think as movie lovers and moviegoers, we should be a little more empathetic towards like the creators of, of movies, even if we don't like it. Perfect example. Perfect example for me, because I did a roundtable on Wakanda forever, right? Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I, I liked the movie a lot. I understood what they were trying to accomplish. When I did the roundtable, one of my friends was like, well it's not better than the first one, but I'm like, it's really not supposed to be better considering the fact that they lost their star is really just supposed to push the narrative forward and pay tribute to the man. That's what I got from the movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think as a viewer and a fan, especially of the MCU and movies, I'm like, we should be a little more empathetic, it, especially there's, there's too much information now to not know what's going on behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? So 
I think we should be more empathetic. Do you agree or not? I, I totally do. Um, I think I think a lot of the time we let our passions get the best of us and it overtakes our, our, our sensibilities a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you and I can totally disagree on a movie or some content or an idea, but that does not mean that we have to be mean to each other, disrespectful. Um, I mean, we can we can walk away as friends and not agree and that'd be totally okay. I mean, yeah. good grief. I, I'm married to my wife for 26 years with her longer than that. Do you think we agree on everything? Heck no. <laughs> so, but, but we're still best of friends. I still love her. She still loves me that, you know, that, so that I use that as an example because it's okay if we have disagreements and we don't see content in the same way, because we all view it from a different perspective right? Mm -hmm. You have your life experiences. I have my life experiences. And those all color everything that we see in the content that comes at us and within that story. So we interpret it differently. It hits us in different ways. Heck, I could even watch the same movie four different times over a decade and have it hit me differently each time and come away with yes. a different opinion because my life circumstance at that, my wisdom, my experiences, all of this have changed over the course of time. And I think Anytime that we lock ourselves down and we're so adamant that something is that we're right about the opinion without ever giving just the, the idea that, well, maybe there are other thoughts that could come into this and they're equally as valid, you mm -hmm. know, that, and, and it's okay if you don't like it or if you do like it and it's okay if I like it or don't like it. And yeah. that doesn't, yeah. So I, yes, I do. <laughs> that was a lot of words to say, yes, I agree with you. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, it's like when you're talking about, oh gosh, when you're saying like how a movie can hit you at different points in time. Like I remember my friend um, first showed me Napoleon Dynamite and I'm like, and I, and I watched, I'm like, well, I don't get it. And like years <laughs> later, I watched it. I was like, this is great. It's great. You know what I mean? Um, I own it now. There's not too many movies that I own because I feel like in order for me to own it, I have to really be obsessed with it and love it. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah. Um, Gosh, that was a great, that was a great answer, man. I want to know, since you're a critic, who are some of your favorite critics? You're one of my favorite critics. I love Jeremy Johns. I think he's fantastic. I love Chris Stuckman. You know, and of course, like back in the day, rest in peace to Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. I, 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 would, love to, I would love to see them like disagree on something and argue back and forth. It was so great. So, good. Um, so who, who are some of your favorites? And of course, Leonard Maltin was one of my favorites too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I watch uh, Chris Stuckman. I watch Jeremy Johns. Um, I have I've made some friends on YouTube just over the course of doing this. So like uh, my buddy Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday, he lives over in the UK. And oh, yeah. we do, a, you know, we do a weekly podcast uh, together. He actually just came out this uh, just a couple months ago and visited me here in nice. the US, which was fun. Yeah, it was our first time uh, meeting each other. And we hung out for a week and did some stupid stuff. And so that was fun. Um, but like I watch Austin Burke, uh, Tyler Calvert, uh, Tate takes. Oh my gosh, Chris Tate is so awesome. He is just he's. I love his insight into movies, um, and and the way he does certain things. I'm I'm hoping that this year we're actually going to do a collaboration at some point because I can't wait to just talk with him like we're talking now. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, gosh, there's Elliot with Movie Files. Um, there's Nick with Movie Emporium. Um, Tyler Calvert, uh, Jared Buck, 
J Buck. I'm just going to call him that because I can't pronounce his last name. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, I mean, good grief. There are so many. Uh, Sully Streams. I think his name is Chris with Movies Please. I mean, there's, everybody has their different take, you know, yes. and that's that's what I love watching these. Um, so after I do my review in, in you know, the, the weeks after that, I'll check out what other people had to say just to see like, oh, what did they pick up? What did we agree on? What did we disagree on? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the times, you know, I love hearing when somebody else picks up a nuance that I totally missed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that opened up the movie so much more in a different way for me. I love it. Or, oh, no, I don't agree with you at all. That's okay. You can have fun enjoying that. I think the movie sucks, but hey, good. Right. You know, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean... <clears throat> And that, that's a great part. I think, you know, having movie discussions like that are just so much fun because th you can have so many varied responses and varied uh, just uh, reactions to what you see. Absolutely. So I wanted to know, um, what is your inspiration for your intro? Because I love your intro. It's like it's really colorful. Yeah. Um, so, so at the beginning, I had it, which it was a little longer. I mean, part. Okay back up give you insight into my head um get to the content as fast as possible that's what i mm -hmm. try and do uh because people took the time to click on my face for whatever reason something intrigued them to do that and so i want to get them into the review as fast as i can so that it makes sense you know mm -hmm. i don't I've, I've watched some um and they talk about you know welcome back to my channel and they give you a life update before they actually get into the content on why I clicked into the video. And yeah. for me, I don't like that. Um, if, if you dig that awesome, that's totally good. I, you know, I'm not trashing on you for liking that. That's, you know, whatever. There's so much content on YouTube that you do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, you find whatever, whatever floats your boat. And that's totally great. Uh, for me though, I want to do that. And so I came, I came from a background in radio where time is of the essence. And yes. you have to, um, I mean, even my degree is in communications and mass media communications. And so we condense things. We try and say them as succinctly as possible, even though a lot of the time I'm not as succinct as I would like to be. But um, so I had an intro that had my name, you know, that had movies and munchies on there and stuff. And it was fun and it was great. And I used it for like three and a half, almost four years, I think. Um, and then I just wanted to change. And so I thought, what am I going to do? And so now I have like, it's a three second intro or something like that. And it doesn't say my name. All it really is, is for me to use a colorful transition. Um, mm -hmm. I love color. I love um, like all colors. I am under the belief that any color will go with any other color. Like you can rock whatever outfit you want to rock. Um, if you want to work with, uh, with polka dots up top and plaid down below, outstanding go for it because shapes are all lines sometimes they're curved lines like a circle will become a curved line and when it attaches to itself it's a cur it's a circle but it starts out as a straight line you know and so they can crisscross yeah. and they can do so any of that and then all the colors they work together uh, there there's color theory and you can argue with me later about uh, about what you think and how how certain colors shouldn't go with other ones i don't care i believe <laughs> if you like it and if you enjoy whatever you're wearing rock and roll own it just just believe that you look good wearing it and wear it you know so so i wanted something colorful that's again a very long answer to a, that comes down to a very short i just wanted something uh quick short colorful um and so i just made it in after effects found um some royalty free um attribution free music on um youtube's 
sound library, uh, okay. cut cut that. Like I only used a portion of that and tried to match it up to the the feel that I wanted to. It also yeah. has a little bit of that. Do you remember? Oh gosh, what is it? Is it like the after school special? Well, no, you're probably too young. Um, but the there was like oh, an no, after school spe special, something yeah, like that, that, where it would or the 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 ABC or the CBS. Um, special presentation where things would turn and it would rotate and it was kind of geometric and everything and it would have yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. noise. I think that's kind of what was playing in the back of my head while I was making that. Like not that I was trying to recreate that, but just that, you know, and, and also I was lazy because I already had a transition that used some of those sliding colors. And right. so I was just like, oh, well, let me just add to that. And then there we go. And so I did. And there's my intro. And so now though, but that allows me to then, I, I put my name in as a lower third now because yeah, yeah. I, I i don't really enter the only time i ever say my name is at the very end um because i figure you want more of the the actual um sorry my phone was ringing um okay. the the you want the actual information not who i am and and all of my background because that's unimportant really when it comes down to it you just you clicked on it not to find out about me but to find out the thoughts on whether or not you should see something and then i like to put a movie quote in or a tv quote something like that just if it makes me chuckle and you know some people have fun trying to guess what it is what it's from usually they have zero context for the piece that i'm reviewing it's just something that i thought was funny so. nice <clears throat> so um i i I'm, i gotta say man i gotta give you your props man because you constantly put out content and it, it amazes me how fast you're able to put it out do you find it a little overwhelming because there's so much stuff now? There's, you know, you got your, op I, like, I really thought about it the other day. I was like, wow, because I watch most of my stuff on my phone. And I'm like, wow, if I have, I have Netflix and I have Disney Plus, and sometimes I have Hulu, depending on what they show. Um, but even with those three, I have a blockbuster video in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? So um, do you ever find yourself being a little overwhelmed? Do you think there's such a thing as too much content or no? Dude. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let me, let me, if I can, if I can remember all of the streaming platforms that I subscribe to and I pay for. So I have Netflix, <laughs> yes. Amazon prime, which that's, yeah. I mean, we, we buy prime. So the, for the free shipping, but comes with, the, you know, um, I have uh, Disney plus Hulu, HBO max, Showtime stars, Paramount plus, um, AMC plus, I think that's it. So that's no. ridiculous, right? I mean, that's stupid right there. No, no, um, you're talking about the AMC, um, A-list? No, 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 AMC plus it's a streaming channel. So it encompasses AMC shutter, uh, Sundance now and IFC, uh, films. So there's like four or five channels within that. So it's wow. another streaming platform. Yeah. But like, okay. So. I, I keep a calendar of things that I want to watch and I want to try and review. Mm -hmm. I never get to all of them, but like today alone, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven different pieces of content. And six of those came out on Netflix today. Um, wow. I had, I had eight yesterday, uh, no seven yesterday also that I didn't get to all of them. So yes. Um, there is an overabundance of content coming at us, um, which I think is outstanding from a consumer standpoint because right. you, all the choices, right? I get to right. see what, what I like, what speaks to me, um, and I don't have to wait for like, oh, gosh, there's only one show out this week, and I don't really resonate with that genre. So, okay, what am I going to do? Um, so, so I like that. I do, I, I have to temper what I do with burnout 
um, at the end yeah. of end of last year, um, leading in from like probably mid October through December, I was I was feeling burnout, and mm. um, I I. I, I cut down on what I was doing, uh, just because I, I needed, I needed that mental break. Um, you know, I, I found myself like, gosh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying anything different, you know, when I watch something. And so I would just watch some things and not review them. And, um, that was kind of nice that I could then choose to just be like, eh, no, I'm not going to do this because I, it, still, this is more of a hobby than it is a job, um, which I never want it to become a job. I just want it to become something very, very fun that pays me. Uh, right. But, <laughs> but um, you know, I also don't want to hate it. I don't want to look at this like, oh gosh, okay, I have to watch this now. I mean, there are some movies that I, I start or whatever, and I'm like, oh gosh, what have I done to myself? You know, and my wife is looking over at me like, dude, can we turn this off? And I'm like, no, I'm halfway through. I got to, I admit it. Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible, but I need to tell people it's terrible, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um, but yes, there, burnout is very real. There is, I don't think there's too much content. I think it just provides us a great opportunity to find the stuff that we, um, that we like that resonates with us and then go after that. Um, for me, Netflix is, and I know that, you know, there, there's issues with Netflix. I am not happy with the amount of stuff that they cancel, especially after only one season where we don't get full mm. arcs. Um, but their buying power worldwide is outstanding. So they, you know, they snatch up series and uh, slap their name on it. Um, and it, yes, because I have found Turkish shows and um, Brazilian shows and South Korean shows that I never would have experienced, that I never yeah. even would have known that existed. And so it's made the world much smaller for me, which I love because now I get to experience all kinds of different cultures uh, in their native tongue and looking at their, you know, the way they view film and cinema and storytelling. And that that's a lot of fun. So even though there's a ton of crap coming at us and sometimes yeah. it is too much, I would rather have too much and be able to wade through that to pick and choose what I want than right. to have only one or two options and neither of those speak to me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Moon Knight came out and I was, I was three episodes in and I just kind of lost interest. And then I went on to something else. I was like, oh, crap, I didn't finish it. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, so, so um, yeah, um, Regal Cinema has recently filed for bankruptcy. Um, and, you know, since COVID, movie theaters have been struggling a whole lot. Um, I used to work at a movie theater, matter of fact, and um, this is like in 2017, but I love movies. Um, how important do you believe movie theaters are to the movie going experience as a whole? Um, and do you think there's, there, there can be a solution? Um, I remember um, direct, director Ava DeVernay, she was on this podcast called The Breakfast Club. And she, and this is like two years ago. And she mm -hmm. said, and it kind of broke my heart. She, her, she, um, she said like, you know, she feels like movie theaters like within the next few years are going to pretty much be non-existent. That hurts my heart to see, you know, cause like movie, movie theaters to me are to really watch a movie and to get the real movie going experience. Like when I watched Endgame for the ninth time, <laughs> it, it was, it was, it's beautiful. And I think yeah. it's very necessary. So what, what do you think? I agree. I like, I love going to the theater. I love seeing on the big screen, 
you know, with the, the sound that I cannot reproduce at my house. I don't have the room to make that large of a screen. Um, you know, so I, I really enjoy that. I think what needs to happen, though, is that theaters, in one aspect, they need to um, really crack down on their audiences. Because what mm -hmm. I've noticed um, outside of screenings that I go to, when I see things just when they open or, you know, after a week or something that they're out, the audiences ruin it for me. Like I would much rather watch this at my home on a smaller screen than deal with the idiot on his phone and the couple over there who can't shut up. And, you know, that, that type of thing that people forget their manners. They just forget that they're, they're in a public space where we're all here. We paid money to see yeah. something and I don't want distractions. I turn off your phone or go outside. And if you need to be on your phone, I don't care if you're bored, go outside, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, I can see how theaters could start to become a way of the past. I mean, I think, you know, seeing some movies that we've had that have been large spectacle, like um, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, you know, oh, yeah. everything, everywhere, all at once. Some of these that are just, they're like, whoa, crazy, you know, crazy to watch. I think even Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp, uh, what, Quantumania that's coming yes. up, that's going to be a spectacle to see just because it's so much CGI and it's huge. Um, and even Avatar. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Avatar, like seeing that, that, that needs to be seen on the big screen. I advocate for seeing that one in 3D. I don't normally say that you need to see a movie in 3D, but that one, absolutely. I loved it. And I, I hate that I missed that because something, because I watched the first one in 3D and I was uh -huh. like, I don't need it. And I hate that I missed that opportunity. But um, yeah, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're totally good. Um, So yeah, I, I think it's sad um, that the theater's might be closing um and it's a it's probably you know a huge combination COVID didn't help anything absolutely no um but i think then people got used to seeing things at home and studios still doing some of these things where they're just going to put it on a streaming platform you know or they put it on streaming and in the theater at the same time Bad i don't i don't understand that at all that makes no sense to me no. because if even if i want to see the movie and I can see it at home without having to go out, without having to pay extra, anything like that, without having to deal with people that can't be quiet. I would much rather sit at home and watch it that way, unless I absolutely just can't get the same experience, you know, or a better experience. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that totally answered the question, but. It, it did. And, you know, I, I feel like, like what you said, I, I, when you go into the, when you said uh, streaming and, and and at the same time mm -hmm. putting out in theaters like what they did with Black Widow, I was like, why? That was dumb. I, um, I feel like as a movie lover and a moviegoer, I can't take the movie seriously until it's put out in theaters first, and at least put um put it out there for at least a few months and then put it on streaming. Kind of like you know like back in the day, you know, with Blockbuster Video. If something went straight to video, I'm not going to take it seriously. But if it goes to theaters first then I could, you know, I could take like, even with Glass Onion that came out, I think that was in theaters for like a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And it actually helped the it actually helped the box office too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and by the way, that was a good movie too. I didn't think it was, it was, great, it was fun. It was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I totally agree, man. I mean, I feel like you that, that that's necessary. Um, so what three movies do you think 
because you you review a lot of movies, but what like what are some movies that you think people um it, it can be from the past or something from most recent uh three movies you think people have totally slept on? I just want to mention one. Um there's this movie called Inner Space starring Dennis Quaid and Martin Short. And I don't I would tell everybody <laughs> until the cows come home. I'm like, that movie was fantastic. All of its practical special effects, you know. Um, I could talk about that movie all day, even. Even the performance by Robert Picardo, who um who was in um I think he was on Star Trek Voyager, um he he was in it as the cowboy, and it's 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 a it's a crazy weird movie, but it's it's fantastic. Like I said, the special effects are out of this world. So yes, that uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I haven't seen that for days and days. Oh my gosh, um oh gosh, let's see, um. So a movie that actually just came out recently, and it's not so much that people have been sleeping on it. I just don't think they've had as much access to it as maybe they they should have. But it's uh, the movie's called Brian and Charles. And I okay. saw it at Sundance last year. Um, it's making its way through some of the awards uh, right now, some of the more indie awards and stuff like that. But it is a beautiful, hilarious, uh, sweet film that just it, it it's pure. I think and that's what it just it put a smile on my face and just made me fall in love with um with the story you know i, I walked out feeling better so that was great yeah. um another movie that comes to mind is um safety not guaranteed which i don't know if yeah. you've seen that um it's aubrey plaza jake johnson um mark duplass and um it it's a i don't even know how to describe the the genre because it's it's like a romantic drama sort of with a little bit of sci-fi mixed in and yeah. it's very quirky and i'm not sure it should work and yet it totally does like when you get to the end i mean the performances are great because they just kind of suck you in because there's there, there's like the the trashy person um jake johnson just plays this arrested development guy who just he he can't move on and he's just he's a man child um and then you have mark duplass who might be nuts but he's endearing <laughs> and so you you yeah. kind of just you you root for him even though he's really <laughs> more and more you hear him you're like dude i'm not sure you're okay but whatever you're happy so we'll just go with that but um yeah when you get to the end of the movie you're like oh cool um so that was a good surprise um, i love aubrey plaza <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. She, she's great in this one too because she's not she's not being the the um her regular snarky self the whole time right. you know i mean which is fine and i i like that um i like i like that character that she does but um this one i mean she has some of that but also then she has some just like down-to-earth moments too so is the so have you seen really emily good. the criminal I have not. Oh yeah, no, I have seen that. Yeah, I saw that at Sundance last year. Yeah, yeah, good, good. That's a good yeah. film too. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, the last one, I, I don't know if people slept on it or not, but I think um, because it's old enough that more people should see it. It's from 1974, and it's called What's Up, Doc, and it's hmm. Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand, Marilyn, Madeline Kahn, not Marilyn, Madeline Kahn. Um, this movie is downright hilarious. The amount of quick one-liners that are involved in it. It's a love story that takes place in San Francisco. 
and um it is a it, it truly is a comedy i mean it's a romantic comedy and it is slapstick and it is silly and if you've never seen it it's it's phenomenal i mean it is one of my all-time favorite comedy movies it, it's you know I, I i've never seen it but i remember walking through blockbuster and seeing the cover art of it and that's that's what i miss about blockbuster having to walk through and make a decision based on the cover art yeah. um okay so what real quick what are three movies that are a part of your movie foundation i, I remember like back in the day like they had the food pyramid i kind of yeah. think about, about about that when it comes to my movies so at the bottom of my found my foundation is ghostbusters Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Return of the Jedi. And that's kind of holding it steady. So what are your three movies? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> well, that's a that's a tough question there. Um, Goonies. Yes. Would be in there. The uh, best audio comment on um, DVD commentary ever. I don't know if you have it on DVD or not. It's fantastic. I do. I, but I've never, Oh, I'll have to check that out then. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. It's really cool. Um, yeah, actually like all of the cast are watching it with you. You can oh, see them. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's, that's outstanding. Oh, cool. Yes. Um, after this, I'm going to kick myself because more movies are going to pop into my head that are like, Oh dude, I should have said this or whatever. Um, the untouchables. Okay. Um, because it has Sean Connery and it's written by David Mamet, who is my favorite playwright. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, well, probably. I mean, well, I mean, this is cheating, I'm sure. But The Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, the, the okay. whole Lord of the Rings, because that is one movie. Um, and it has to be the extended edition, because that is the only edition that should ever be shown. Um, <laughs> because it is, it is epic in scale and um on cue even just seeing little snippets can make me cry at different points and i love it wow, I mean, it's, yeah. wow beautiful man you you I, I you have to say hello to my best friend juan because he he is a lord of the rings fanatic oh so nice so yeah <laughs> so I, I can't really get into those movies but you know but yeah lord of the rings that's awesome all right what's your favorite cereal like like breakfast cereal or dinner yes. cereal or <laughs> breakfast. i love this question thank you um crap that's hard um now think back like it doesn't even have to exist anymore but we're, like even as a kid I like i love it um there's a cereal called smurf berry crunch back in the day i thought it was great <laughs> that's awesome i okay so they used to do so you know uh frosted mini wheats yes frosted mini -wheats. they used to be bigger though like the shredded wheat ones, like you right. used to get the, the giant log type, but they were frosted. I okay. loved that because I could just, you know, chop it up and you eat it or you shove as much as you can in your mouth there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I don't know if that's nice. true, but that, I'll go go with that. Nice. Honorable mention, I do got to mention, there's um two more cereals I, I love. Basic Four, which is kind of hard to find. Hmm. Um, okay. It's, 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 um, it's like flakes and it has um, um yogurt covered raisins and all the, and, and dried strawberries is great and oh, wow. then there's another one called made by quaker called quaker o's it's like a honey gram um cereal it's shaped like oh, yeah. cheerios it's uh -huh. really really I know crunchy that one. yeah, yeah it is even you don't even need milk okay so <laughs> <laughs> all right so i got some 80s and 90s trivia for you oh are you Lord. ready okay don't judge me if i get these wrong okay <laughs> Oh, you're, 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 I'm pretty sure you'll get them. I, even some of them have multiple choice. Okay. okay. So the term jump in the shark 
which means when a TV sitcom does something so far-fetched for ratings, um, was originated from what TV show? Happy Days. I didn't even have to do multiple choice. Yeah, it's Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. That's great. Great. All right. Okay. In the fiction, John Travolta plays a character called Vincent Vega. His brother, Vic Vega, was in another Tarantino film. What's the Tarantino film? Oh, uh, gosh, I don't know. What's the, what's the, um, no, I'm going to, uh, the, the, <laughs> the name has inglorious bastards. That's the name that was trying to get escape from my mouth. Um, no, um, it's, it's a movie called Reservoir Dogs. <sighs> that was the other, that was one of the other ones that was pop. that was in my head rattling around, but okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's, um, big big was, um, played by Michael Manson who played Mr. Blonde. And so um, his, um, but his character's name is Vic Vega. Nice. All right. So this is a TV one. Okay. The Jeffersons was a spinoff of what show? Oh, uh, All in the Family. Yes. Yes. Right on. Right on. <laughs> Which I think, I think the Jeffersons is a much better show than, than All in oh, the Family. Yeah. I just, but, anyway. <laughs> but I got to say though, I, 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 it's amazing how like, you can make a show like All in the Family back then, but you definitely can't do it now. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Gosh, no. No, absolutely not. All right, final question. Okay. Harrison Ford, of course, played Indiana Jones, but what TV actor was originally offered the role at first? Huh. No, I don't. I can give you multiple choice. Okay. Okay. So was it A, hold on, I got to think of this off the top. Was it A, Paul Rubens? <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> a, Paul Rubens. B, yes, that's it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I know it's wrong, but I'm going with Paul Rubens. <laughs> I love TV's Big Adventure. That's a great movie. Um, um, B, Tom Selleck, or C, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, oh, it to Tom Selleck had to be Tom Selleck. Yep, Tom Selleck. Was it? Yep. Yep. As a matter of fact, um, he would have had it, but at the same time, um, he was under contract for Magnum PI, so he wasn't able to do it. Yeah. Oh, and probably couldn't shave the mustache either. That's right. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for participating in that, man. Um. Yeah. So, um, final question: How did the okay. year of 2020 change you as a person? 2020. Oh my gosh. Um. Well, it, it let me know, um, and I'm okay saying this now because at first I thought, mm, you know what, I might be like ashamed to say it, but I, it opened my eyes to um, the the racial inequality that was actually going on um, yeah. in the country. I don't even know. It, I learned a lot. Um, I mm. opened up my eyes. I listened a ton. Um, hearing hearing all kinds of stories um, from black and brown um, and all sorts of people of color, because as is the, a white male who's middle-aged, um, I have a ton of privilege and a ton of just convenience that's thrown at me that I don't even realize. 
And mm -hmm. so to hear story after story and when it became more and more prevalent, and it's not that I didn't hear these before, but I was paying more attention to it. And I think I was finally in like, duh, oh my gosh. Um, and so to, to gain a great amount of empathy and while I can never put my myself in, in the shoes of somebody that experiences what they've been experiencing, I can understand it a little bit more. And I, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to say like, Oh yes, no, I totally get it because that's not, that's not it at all. Um, but it allowed me to, um, to see differently. And so yeah. now like, like get righteously pissed off when I see injustice, especially when it relates to, uh, to race or to uh, just societal standing, anything like that, that, that I was thought I was an ally within before, but I really mm -hmm. wasn't. I was just kind of a bystander, you know what I mean? Which I think yeah. is probably even worse at that point because I was just standing around doing nothing. Um, and so for me, and I, I don't know where you stand on the term, um, for me, I'm woke. Um, and I use that as a positive term, not as the insult that it has become uh, by a lot of people, because I use it as I woke up. I, yeah. my eyes were aw awakened to the experience of other, other people that I was not in tune with before. And I am not nearly as far along in the journey of understanding that I need to be working on it, trying to hear better, hear, uh, you know, things like that. And so that being at home for, for quarantine, um, and seeing just what was going on in the world around and not having other distractions, like having to go to work, I was doing my work at home. Um, right. It allowed me to, it allowed me to really like hyper-focus into certain things. And it also caused discussion within our house. And so that was awesome. Also, my yeah. wife, I mean, she came along faster than I did. And so her being able to help me in that journey, you know, and then having, having conversations with people. And so that, um, yeah, I've, <laughs> 2020 was huge for me. I mean, it, it improved, yeah. I think who I am as a person, because I am now more cognizant of what other people are experiencing and what they're feeling um, and, and how they're being treated and yeah. the injustices and the inequity that is there. Um, and then being able to hear that and then how can I make a difference? How can I change? How can I then call out people who are causing the inequity or the, just the absolute downright racist, bigot idiots that I, yeah. You know, which would get me banned on several social platforms for saying all of my true thoughts about them or what I would like to do to them. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, the, I hope that I hope that I hope you hear my heart and what I'm saying because I'm not I sure do. I'm actually saying it the the best way. But it, it yeah. And I, I just appreciate you just being transparent about that because you know a lot of people wouldn't be. And for you know for me especially that year specifically, I just I was woke too because I was like life is short you know because like people are out there you know they're dying you know and you know and and I was you know I had to go out there and still do both of my jobs you know what I'm saying so it was really scary and yeah. I really I and, and re a big reason why I created the podcast is because I realized hey look life is short 
God put me here just not to work and die. So I might as well do something creative. So yeah. Um, how can people reach you? <laughs> um, mainly YouTube. That's the best place to find me at movies and munchies. Um, I am on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I, I suck at both of those for the most part. I mean, I, I tried to be better, but I, I just, I, I can't. So, so YouTube is the it's best hard. way. Um, I will respond eventually on, on both Facebook and Twitter. It's just, I'm not always on there. And so I don't want people to think that I'm like, like I'm ghosting you or anything else. I mean, I love interacting with people on the comments within YouTube. And so that's, you know, to, to have discussions, even if it's not about movies. I mean, you know, people ask me weird questions sometimes. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> if I have an answer for you, I'll give, I'll give it to you. You know, and if you can make me laugh, that absolutely guarantees that I'm going to interact with you. Because if it if it's so off the wall or bizarre, but it's not not mean spirited, that's I, I don't like that. I don't like engaging in mean spirited stuff. So that's that's fine. But if you can make me laugh, if it's if it's something weird or wonky, then yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the best way to do it. So, hey man, hey man I guess, like I said, I really, really do appreciate your time. You taking the time to do this today. You know, this whole podcast about giving um, a person their flowers. That's why I call it the special delivery show. So I want to give you your flowers and say, man, keep on doing what you're doing, putting out great content, great reviews, you know, because um, I, I discover a lot of stuff through, through your um your reviews, things that I've never heard of. So I really appreciate it, man. And um, uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. I, I really appreciate being able to be on here and, and just chatting with you. It's, it's been awesome. Absolutely, man. You have a great day. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. See you. Take care. All right.